0: Welcome to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host, and my guests and I inspire and empower women to find their awesomeness, live their joy. Hey there, welcome back to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host today, and I'm here with an extraordinary man, Roy Biancalana. Did I say that correctly?
1: that's very good very good
0: oh he he's he's a master in creating relationships <laughs> and he yeah. and we just created a good relationship because you're one of the first guests that I didn't butcher the last name
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem although mine has been butchered many many times
0: <laughs> well I want to tell you a little bit why I have. This wonderful gentleman, Roy, with me, and like I say, I have awesome guests, and he is sounds like an amazing, wonderful person. The Awesome Life Podcast is for women in transition who are looking for something else, maybe not knowing where they want to go, what they want to do, um, or maybe just how to, how to do something. That fills their hearts, that fills their soul with love, and the Awesome Life podcast delivers that. I hope for these these women. And so, uh, Roy is a certified relationship coach. He's a nationally recognized expert in the field of attraction and conscious relationships. And I love that word, conscious. It, it we do need to be more conscious, don't we, Roy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he's the author of uh, three number one best-selling books, uh, the latest of which is a relationship boot camp, Hardcore Training for Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Intimacy. For the last fifteen years, Roy has been supported supporting single people in the art of attracting healthy, sustainable, intimate relationships. and his experience, has taught him that getting in relationship shape is the key to attracting lasting love. And although the show is not focused on the lasting love, it is absolutely all things are relationship, everything. Whether it is with your children, with your spouse, with your non-spouse, with whomever, a colleague at work, it's all about relationships. And I knew that if Roy had cracked the code for creating a sustainable, loving relationship in, in uh, life with, with singles, he was the man who could really help us make our relationships in life a lot easier. So how did you come around to this kind of uh, focus, I guess, Roy?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've got quite a story and I <laughs> I must say that I, I like the idea of women in transition um, because, you know, what I do and what I'm going to be talking about is how to make the transition perhaps from unhealthy uh, relationships that don't last to r- relationships that that do last and perhaps women in transition that are between relationships, maybe have gone through a divorce or a breakup um, and they're wanting to start something new and maybe have it turn out better than the last one. So that's the the focus of the conversation that we're gonna have. And the reason for it is because that's been really the story of my life. So very quickly, I was married for 19 years, and that relationship became uh, a very platonic one. We we functioned well as parents. Um, we raised uh, a son together, but we lost the man woman type of connection. We we lost our our attraction for one another, and so that didn't work very well for either one of us, but I initiated a a divorce. And then I I made, looking back, I I made my first major mistake, which was I didn't take any time between relationships to reflect Mm. on myself or to learn something from what I had been through. I just rebounded into another one. And I rebounded into the exact opposite relationship, which was basically all chemistry based. It was all sexual, which at the time for Mm. me was was quite nice from what I had just come out of. And then we were together for like two and a half years and we were actually engaged to be married. And six months before that, the wedding, she broke up with me and 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 that destroyed me. I mean, that's that,
0: devastating.
1: Yeah. I went through what I consider to be a one year long midlife crisis where I couldn't sleep. I had heart palpitations. I You know, I had obsessive thinking. I was a lousy father that year. My career suffered. I was just a mess, okay. Which led to my second major mistake. Instead of stopping at that point and maybe reflecting and doing some work on myself, I did the only thing I knew how to do to survive the pain, which is I just joined about four different dating sites Mm -hmm. and was just going to find another woman that would maybe help me forget about the last one. So you can imagine the amount of drama that caused, because even though I thought I was emotionally available, I really wasn't. And looking back on it, I think I was, I was using some of these women I was meeting online to help me forget about the last one. So I I really, my heart really didn't have the space for someone new. And so there was all kinds of drama and difficulty that happened in that situation. And it was right about then that a friend of mine suggested something to me that, that looking back, it's hilarious that I didn't see it, but he's like, Roy, Maybe you need to, to talk to someone. Maybe you need to get some help on your love life because your professional life is fine, but your, your, your love, man, dude, you're a mess with women. And, the funny part about that was is to be to be really honest and candid with everybody listening in, in here and watching is I really thought that my love life was a mess because I just hadn't met the right woman yet. Ah. I thought all oh, my ex-wife and all oh, my ex-fiancé and all oh, you crazy women online, I really thought it was them. It never occurred to me that I'm the common denominator in all of the pictures. And so I decided to hire a coach, mostly because I felt like, what the hell, I've tried everything else. Um, But I went into it kind of kicking and screaming, not really thinking that maybe I had something to learn about me and what I was doing to create my relationship troubles. So I hired a coach, and one of the first things that she said to me was Roy, I don't want to hear about your ex-wife and your ex-fiance and all these women. I don't want to hear it. I want to know if you're willing to look in the mirror. I want to know if you're willing to take responsibility for your part in creating all of this, and you didn't walk out. <laughs> no, no. but i I did bristle at that because I really felt as I felt like I was a victim of these women and these situations because so I was blaming them. But uh, I, 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 hung, I hung in there and I, I decided to make that shift. And lo and behold, this may be surprising for everyone, but it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did discover that I had some serious blind spots, that I had some limiting beliefs, that I had some wounds from my childhood that were playing themselves out. Like maybe mm. we'll talk about this, but I discovered I had mommy issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. and i discovered that i had um some some issues going on in me what i call relationship personas ways of fear based ways of relating that were really responsible for the dynamics that i was in so i worked with my coach for quite a while and i really started to wake up to to why I was attracting these women and what what my part was in the dynamics that I was experiencing and the drama and the difficulty that I was in. And it wasn't, it wasn't very long after my, I felt like my coaching, excuse me, was complete that I, I met and started dating and fell in love with an amazing woman. And now I've been married for 14 years. Oh, so, wow.
0: Fantastic. Right.
1: So The reason why I have become a coach, it is not because, you know, it was never my dream. I never even thought of doing what I'm doing now with my life. It never even occurred to me. But when I got out of my relationship with my coach and I saw what it did for me and how my eyes were opened and how it transformed the whole trajectory of my love life, I'm like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to do for other people, what my coach did for me. And so my life now is about wanting to see if somebody wants to talk to me from the perspective of Roy, help me help me stop blaming. And it's, of course, I don't wanna mislead people that my wife and my ex-fiance and the, the many of the women I met online didn't have any issues. Of course they had issues, they're human, right? but i'm looking for people that want to do what i did eventually to look in the mirror and say what am i doing to attract these types of partners and patterns and pain and problems over and over again cuz i was like living in groundhog day i kept experiencing the same kind of relationship over and over and over again and so karen that's my mission now is to to invite people into the same conversation i had because what I, the transformation in my life is not because I got lucky. It's not because the stars aligned or God smiled on me. It was none of that. It was that I followed a particular process. I I asked myself certain questions. I looked within myself in certain places. And all of that is completely transferable. Yeah. I just tell my clients, if you do the things that I did, you can have the same results I got because this is not about me. It's actually about the journey towards self-awareness is what it, it's about. And it, that's so, a scary
0: that's journey, isn't it? That's a scary journey. And ladies the uh, who are listening, the do you hear this? I hope that you are really hearing, Roy. It isn't just women who think that, that, that go through this pain, men do too. So allow yourself to be a little bit more open and look, look at yourself because that is, that is where it all begins. That's what I ended up having to do when the awesome life success system was created in in 2018. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this is what I consider to be the big, the biggest mistake that we make Um. And it relates not only to intimate relationships, it actually relates to any relationship, whether it's professional, family, children, friends, or intimate relationships. The biggest mistake we make is that we think that what's happening is because of them. Yeah. Right. So or in, all because of us, but we're not going to look at us. Right. <laughs> right. So in my line of work, the, here's here's the way I like to explain it. Okay. Right, so just imagine that the viewer right now wants to run in a triathlon, right? That long, all day long endurance test. They want to do really well in a triathlon, and then imagine that I'm a triathlon coach, which I'm not. I have a car if I want to go those kind of distances. <laughs> not very much, but some people like to do that kind of stuff. So you're a triathlon wannabe. I'm a former triathlete champion. Now I coach people. And so you want to hire me, I'm great. So we sit down to talk and you start asking me questions about the day of the race. Like how do I survive in the water? Cause it's a frenzy. And how do I transition from swimming to getting on the bike and then the bike to the marathon? And we're out there all day. So how much do I eat? When do I eat? What do I eat? How much water do I drink? Right? So you're asking me, quote, the expert, all the questions about the triathlon that are concerned about the the race day and as a a former triathlete i'm thinking okay those are those are important questions okay no 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 disputing that that's not what you should be asking me about you should be asking me how do i get in shape for this right like, <laughs> Because if you get to that starting line and you're 50 pounds overweight, I don't care how good your strategy is, you're not going anywhere, right? So you have to be in shape if you're going to go the distance. This is what I tell my clients. They come to me a lot of times and they're like, Roy, they have race day questions. Where do I go to meet someone? How do I approach them? Or how do I get them to approach me? How do I write my online profile? Or what do I say? Or how do I flirt? Or what do I wear? You know what I mean? They're asking me important questions, but they're sort of race day questions. What you should be asking me is how do I get in shape for something real, something that will go the distance? You follow me? And how do I know what will help me go to the distance? Right, right. Yeah. Am I in shape to go the the distance? What does that mean? And how do I know? And how can I even discover my current relationship fitness level? So you could say, Karen, that I'm sort of a, instead of a personal trainer, I'm a relationship trainer. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of help people get in relationship shape so that whenever life or God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, whenever somebody is put in your path. However, you might meet someone, you're meeting them. You're at that starting line and you're ready to go the distance. But when we're not in shape, we meet people and we get the relationship started, but it doesn't last, right? It gets in some weird drama pattern that we're familiar with, or it lasts for three months or six months, and then it fizzles out, right? Most people can point to a relationship pattern that they either attract the same kind of person or they get in the same dynamic all the time and that's because they are not they haven't, they haven't done the training they haven't worked on themselves enough and so they get in the groundhog day and they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and creating more and more pain and suffering so that's the biggest mistake is we focus on them and where do I find them how do i how do I meet someone? Where do I go? Instead of saying, "If if God put a great person right in front of me, am I ready to make this thing be a healthy, sustainable relationship?" Yeah. And I'm hoping many people listen, listening right now, will look at their their track record and not make my mistake. Yeah. it's, it's not them. It's you. And I, I know you it, had a crazy ex and I know men and women and nope, it's you. It, at least at least you've got a big part in it. I think I was that's not the willing case. to look at that. But the moment I was, all of a sudden, I was, oh, I do have some issues. <laughs> and I was able to work on those and change those. And now I'm pretty good at creating sustainable relationships with people. And so that's the offer. To kind of work on yourself, get yourself in shape.
0: You, you need to create that relationship with yourself. You know, That's stop being starts. the people pleaser, stop doubting yourself, and just uh, create a good relationship with yourself yeah. so that you can attract the right relationship.
1: Correct. And
0: Correct. and I and I love that. I've been in a relationship for 52 years now. Uh, and uh, we just celebrated our 52nd anniversary on Monday, as a matter of fact. Wonderful. But um, heaven knows, three quarters of that time, I was a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I I was a people pleaser. I, I doubted myself. I trusted everything that he did and said. And obviously, I I was not good enough. I had to rely on others. And finally, in 2018, I started to grow up Mm -hmm. and take a look at myself and say, wait a minute, I don't want to be a people pleaser anymore because I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. And like you, you have to go, you had to go and find yourself. You had to look in the mirror and find yourself. And you know what is amazing? One of the things that keep, people from having a good relationship is the fear of losing that relationship Mm -hmm. So, and that's the way it was with me anyway Mm -hmm. but the um, keeping that relationship alive and taking that chance of not knowing what the future may hold but if you can create a relationship with yourself as you did Right, mm-hmm. that is that is the key, and it it fulfills you in every relationship you have, just like you said.
1: Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate your self awareness of being a people pleaser, and then your willingness to address that and take the risk of how it might affect your relationship if you quit being a people pleaser.
0: Because and, whenever whenever you're right.
1: functioning as a people pleaser. The other partner in the relationship is functioning in their own persona, yeah. and the two of them often are sort of complementary because yes. that's just pure codependence, is what you're just de- that's what you're describing.
0: It, that, that's it exactly. Yeah, so
1: there's a codependence. So you're people pleasing, and perhaps th- the other person can be more narcissistic in yes. sense of you know, because you're being selfless, and I want to please you, and what do you need? And the other person. Can be in a place where they enjoy taking advantage of all that, right? So if you stop being a people pleaser, then that means the other person now, the whole dynamic of the relationship changes, and that can be risky, right? You so have I appreciate ready. that, and and I could share very briefly. I had I had the same a similar thing, a little different wording, but it might be fun to describe what I call my mommy issues. Oh, okay,
0: okay. yeah. Because, because I always hear about the daddy issues, so I'd love right,
1: to hear mommy right. issues. <laughs> well, I I find in in intimate relationships when we're having trouble there. It, it it's sometimes I don't want to say I don't want to say always, but it sometimes or most of the time can be traced to the your relationship with your opposite sex parent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So women would have daddy issues. Men would have mommy issues and it gets played out because we're unaware of the power of our childhoods and how they form the way we see the world. Mm-hmm. So this is what I call a relationship persona. Yeah. And without getting into too much child psychology, as little people, as little boys and girls, we, we intuitively figure out sort of who do we need to be in order to feel safe and get love in our families of origin, right? We we can figure that out, that if I'm this way, I seem to get rejected or ignored or maybe even punished or dismissed. But if I'm this way, oh, I feel attention and affection, approval, connection. So the little child is just brilliant at knowing who do I need to be in this family to feel connected and feel loved now that might not be their authentic self they're developing a persona a way of being that helps them be successful you could say okay that's what happened to me i learned that if i if if me as a little boy wanted to be close to my mother which what little boy doesn't want to be close to his mother i learned that if i was a good boy if if i made sort of my life be about fulfilling her agenda and doing what she wanted and being the little boy that she wanted, or needed me to be, then I felt warmth and connection. But if I was more of my own person, my own needs, my own wants, and you know, a little bit more quote selfish, that I felt distance with her.
0: Mm. I felt
1: that she was more harsh or more or sort of demanding. She was kind of a perfectionist. Mm. And so I just learned to be what I would call good boy Roy. Ah, uh, good boy. Roy got lots of attention and affection from mommy. Yeah. Okay, But bad boy, Roy, which was just me being, you know, more, more of myself and not trying to say, what does mommy need me to be? And how can I take care of her? So she feels okay. Right now. I didn't know that I was becoming good boy. Roy, right? yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm three, four, five years old. I'm just right i'm just just trying to survive right (laughs) how do i be close to my mother yeah but it's forming an idea within me that this is how you get close to women this is how you get the attention and affection from the feminine because you could say my mother's my first girlfriend i mean in a weird way it's my first exposure to that that type of energy right so now you fast forward you know, a number of years ago. Now I'm 40, 45 years old and I'm in these relationships and I'm not, I don't call them good boy, Roy. I call him Roy, the rescuer. Oh yes. Right. So I'm functioning like the way you get a woman, a beautiful woman, the way you get her attention and affection is if you make your life be about taking care of hers. Okay. So I, I function as a rescuer and I'm not lying to you when I tell you that I I would meet a woman within two weeks. I would be moving in. I would be raising her children, doing her laundry, getting her kids up to school, getting them fed, cleaning the house, washing the car, doing the laundry, doing the shopping. I would be making my life be about taking care of hers. Okay? Now, I didn't do any of that stuff from a place of love. I was doing it because I felt like if I didn't do that stuff, a woman would never want me. Uh, It was uh, coming from fear. uh, Yes. So so I was, I call this person Roy, the rescuer. And then when I hired a coach, my complaint was, why do I keep attracting women who have these high powered careers? They're kicking ass and taking names and working long hours, but they're single mothers. And they're overwhelmed with the whole thing. They can't raise their kids and manage their household and manage their careers. They're, they're, they're like damsels in distress. Okay? Why do I keep meeting women who are damsels in distress? And my coach is like, that's the only kind of woman a, a rescuer can be with. Rescuers have to have someone to rescue. Damsels have to have a rescuer. Because I kept complaining to my coach, I, I want to meet a woman who, you know she has a great career, but she's managing her life. She's on her game. I mean she can she's handling it. She might want a man for support and that kind of stuff, but she doesn't need someone to come in and sort of rescue her from all of her overwhelm and stress and oh my God, it's just so much. I can't do it right? I why can't I meet that woman? where do, or where do I meet that woman who's kind of got it more together? And my coach was great. That's on game day. That's on race day, right? Where do I meet that woman? Exactly, exactly. And my coach was great enough to point out that as long as I see myself as a rescuer, then I will only attract or be attracted to women who need to be rescued. Yeah. So I actually require the damsel in distress so that I can do my shtick of trying to be good boy of trying to make my life be about taking care of a woman's. And all, again, all this is coming from fear because if a man or a woman feels like the way love wants to be expressed through their body is to take care of children and manage a household and the shopping and it, then that's wonderful. I wasn't doing it because I wanted to. I resented it. I did it because I felt like if I'm not that guy, she'll never want to be with me. Oh, Roy. Yeah. That's what I got from my mommy. You follow me? Yep. And yep. all of my drama was because I saw the world as Roy the Rescuer. That's who I thought I was. That's right? what made you happy, you thought. I thought, exactly. Right. So that was my part of the codependence, is that I was like, I'll be the rescuer. And then for these women that I, I took care of everything, well, all you have you have all your free time now to have sex with me right because that's what my ex-wife wasn't an interested in right so the codependence is i'll take care of your life if you take care of mine yeah and that that drama just doesn't work itself out for very long so this is what i do with my clients i help them sort of understand why they're attracting certain partners and certain dynamics because it's so common for women to say why do i keep attracting narcissists or why do i keep attracting emotionally unavailable men or why do i keep attracting dynamics where it starts off really great for 3 or 4 months and then they just disappear right so whatever your pattern is you are you are creating it because you're unaware that you're in some sort of persona that you've got something going on a limiting belief a way that you're seeing yourself, a way that you think you have to be in order to get a man to be interested in you. So this is what I mean by growing in self-awareness. You're, I I I learned that I had no idea who Roy actually was. Ah, uh, yes. Right? I was Roy the rescuer, but I had no idea of my authenticity, right? And I remember the day when I, I told my coach, like, I don't even know who I'd be if I wasn't that guy. And her response was, welcome to the path. That's it. That's what the journey is about. Overcoming your childhood wounding and conditioning and all the unconscious ways that you've been living that are creating all of your drama. And so that's what I do as a coach, is help people go through those kinds of things, as well as what I call strengthening your relationship muscles right in my book, Relationship Bootcamp. Uh, I love it. I love
0: that title. That is so, so fantastic.
1: Yeah, I identify seven major areas of our lives that I have seen that need to be strong. These, These relationship muscles need to be fit if we're going to be able to go the distance in a relationship. And of course, one of them is this whole relationship persona thing. But another big one, maybe we could touch on for a minute, is our relationship to the past. Oh. Oh. Right? Yes. Yes, yes. Most of us and I I I try to keep humor involved in this kind of thing otherwise we'd all just start weeping. Right? <laughs> it's like the only the only people that don't have a past and baggage are the little babies in the maternity ward, right? Everybody else has got bumps and bruises and scars and wounds. Sometimes major trauma from your past right so there's a spectrum but all of us have baggage we we've all been hurt we've all been rejected or ghosted gaslighted cheated on deceived betrayed we all
0: have trauma we, we all, all have, have this, trauma right? yeah, there is so, big T little t but we all have drama
1: yes exactly i love that big t little t exactly and so the issue is you know is your past something that merely happened or is your past something that's happening? Like, is it still alive in you? Yeah. I E trust issues. What are trust issues? My past of how I've been betrayed, hurt, or lied to that's still alive in me. Exactly. And now when I meet a new person, I'm going to be a little guarded or maybe a little suspicious. Or I'm going to build a wall around my heart because I don't want to get hurt again.
0: Yeah.
1: And walls will keep you safe, but they will keep you single. And they'll keep you very unhappy. Right. Because nobody can get in to hurt you, but nobody can get in to love you either. And you cannot love either. Of course. Right. Right. So a big part of the work I do with my clients is helping them learn how to and learn what it means to let go of the past. I love it. And it doesn't mean you forget what happened. I mean, it's not like you're gonna get a lobotomy of some kind, but you can make peace with it so that it's not alive in you, so that so that you don't meet or come in contact with a new person sort of with your arms crossed, you know, or with your hand out, like, I don't trust you. You have to earn it kind of energy, right? Because when you've made peace with your past, if you can see, my, you can meet somebody with your arms wide open, like my heart is wide open to you. Yeah. Like I'm starting from a place of I'm trusting. Yeah. I'm I'm open. I'm available. I'm not starting from I'm guarded. I'm protecting, and you've got to earn it. Yeah. Because if you meet a quality person, they can sense when they're being held accountable for somebody else's actions, right? So no shame in this. This is nothing to feel bad about, no, right? Not at all. But you got to deal with this. You 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 can't have the past be alive in you because you will put out that vibe that I don't trust you. You've got to prove it to yourself. And if I'm a guy and I feel like, man, I can't get close to her. I can't. She she's really holding me off. She's but that girl over there, her she wants to dance like her arms are wide, come play. If you're an idiot now, I'm going to kick you in the balls and send you down the road, (laughs) right? But she's starting from the place, come get me, right? I'm I'm available. And if you show yourself to be an idiot, no, we're done. But that's different than when the past is alive in us, we start from, I'm not available. You got to prove yourself to me. That's the anger. And good people don't want to, they don't want to jump through those hoops. I often joke, that I've never met anyone that goes on a date with a sledgehammer prepared to knock down your walls. That's nobody, nobody carries that around.
0: That that is such a great analogy. That is absolutely yeah. so. I mean, we want to have it a little bit easier, and if we can release those, I call them triggers, uh, releasing the past, it, yeah. the the things that are that we're doing to keep us safe from being right. hurt right but it right. is also until you start knowing and learning and loving yourself for who you truly are yeah. which is what you help them see
1: right that right. is
0: that is the key to having an awesome life that's what it's right. all about
1: absolutely and it's beyond the scope of our discussion right now to go into how do you let go of your past like i have a whole process
0: Uh, Yeah, it takes like six chapters on
1: how to do it. But today I'm just wanting the viewer to walk away saying, one, might I have a relationship persona that, that is attracting these painful patterns and partners in my life? Or two, is the past alive in me to such an extent that it's sabotaging my ability to connect? And if I say yes to either one of those, I need to call Roy.
0: (laughs) There you go. So Roy, how do they get in touch with you? Because I know that is the A in awesome. It stands for open, uh, allowing and awareness. And those questions are key to that. So how do people
1: get in touch with you? There's an an easy answer and then a free gift. Oh, yay, a
0: free gift. We all love those, don't we?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The easy answer is my website is coachingwithroy.com. So How easy I, is that? I, Coaching I hope that's memorable. pretty memorable, right? And all my books and stuff are on there. Links to Amazon, you know, audio books, the whole the whole nine yards, all that stuff. But since we're talking about the key to healthy relationships, is about being in relationship shape. Like you're, then wouldn't it be important for all of us to kind of know? I wonder what my current relationship fitness level is. Right? Because if we went to a gym and hired a personal trainer, if they know anything about what they're doing, the first thing they do is they put you through a bunch of assessments to find out your current fitness level. And then with that information, they put a program together to get you in shape if you want to lose weight or whatever it might be. But they have to know what they're starting with. Right. So what I've created on my website is called the Relationship Fitness Self-Assessment Test. It's a way to discover your current relationship fitness level. And once you know that, then I, as a coach, can say, okay, now I know what I'm dealing with. Let me put a program together to work on these relationship muscles so that you can have the outcome you want, the goal, which is a healthy, sustainable relationship. So on the website, there's a 30-question true-false test. It takes maybe three, four minutes to take. Okay. Absolutely confidential. Even I don't see the results. I just get notified someone took the test, but I don't see the results. You get your results immediately and confidentiality, confidential in your inbox as soon as you put in your email address to get the results sent to you. And I can just tell you good news and bad news. The good (laughs) news is the test is accurate. Okay. The bad news is most people discover that they need to get in better shape so i try to tell people don't be surprised if the test comes back and says yeah you need you need to do some workouts you need to get yourself in better relationship shape okay because i took my own test i wrote it but i took it from the mentality i had before i hired a coach and i scored in the worst level obviously I was a mess. I mean, if I had scored high, then the test is crap, right? But no, I was a mess in my love life and the test showed it, right? So I tell people, don't let your ego get involved if the test says that you got some work to do. Just call me up and let's talk about putting a program together to get you in better shape because you can have the same results I have if you do the same work that I did. And all of that is at coachingwithroy.com.
0: I, that is fantastic, Roy. That is really amazing because, you know, these relationship tests, uh, I know a lot of our listeners out there are looking for that love relationship. But the fact is, relationship, as I said at the onset, relationships are all different kinds of
1: relationships. Mm-hmm.
0: And I would expect that even I could benefit from your, well, your relationship. Well, yeah, it to, doesn't matter I'm what sure your status it. is.
1: You can always get stronger.
0: <laughs> you, you can always get stronger. You can always move forward. It can always get better than this. How does it get better than this? I don't know, but I can't wait to find out because it can always, always, always get better than this. And having this opportunity to be with Roy and having him share his expertise and his Amazingness And it's common sense, but how many of us have the common sense? It does take time, but not necessarily a lot of time. It does take a willingness to look in the mirror, as you were saying, and to really look in the mirror. And I really, really, truly appreciate your you're sharing your wisdom and your books and i do encourage everybody to go to his website to take this test and, and the links are are down below in the in the comments all of his uh, contact information
1: yeah and i forgot to mention i i even have my own podcast oh it's yay on, it, it's on all the platforms spotify apple it's called the attracting lasting love podcast it's named after my second book yeah. so so, yeah, I think there's like at the time that we're doing this right now, I think there's seventy five episodes that, oh, are, that are live on my podcast. So, yeah, that's another, and that's on the website, too. So you know, the website oh. is the hub for all this stuff, oh, super, super. Well, I am grateful,
0: so grateful that you are on my podcast and come on over to YouTube to see this conversation in this very handsome, happy man after all of this uh, soul searching it, but it does not have to be anguishing to be happy. It just means releasing the drama a little bit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) releasing that old story, that past that is driving you and being willing to make the shift. And it can be absolutely phenomenal because I, I'm gonna attest to that. Your life does not collapse. It only gets better mm. when you shift and yeah. become yeah. your own person. Yeah. So, Roy, thank you so, so much. And thanks for having me. Loved it. Any any last words before we go?
1: Take action. You know, I kept thinking that I just gotta find a better woman and things would just get better. So just do something. Right. Uh hire and really hire someone. If it's not me, then hire Karen. I right? hire someone that has created in their life what you would like to experience in yours. Right. Learn from someone who is. I often tell people, I once was blind, but now I see I was lost, but now I'm found. I mean, I'm like one beggar telling other beggars where to find bread. Right. I mean, my love life was awful. Now it's pretty damn good. And,
0: <laughs> I'm so and, happy uh, for you. I,
1: I can help people do that. So take some action um, for yourself and, and kind of get out of the cycle of, of disappointing connections.
0: I, I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So don't forget, subscribe to the awesome life podcast and come on over to the YouTube conversations and like, and subscribe to that too my guests are awesome. And Roy is no exception to that. I love it. I love it. So until next time, have an awesome life.